the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. God can only invite us to His rest if we are willing to seek and receive His rest. Welcome to Core Truth Radio, a radio ministry of Core Church Los Angeles with pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn. Pastor Steve will be teaching the Word of God with truth from the Bible. For more information, go to corechurchla.org. That's corechurchla.org. Now here's Pastor Steve with today's Core Truth. Well, we're going to be in Exodus chapter 36. I entitled this message, Remember the Fundamentals. Have you ever just, you know, had to get back to the fundamentals? It's like, you know, retracing the basics, reestablishing your roots, because there's times that we become so engrossed in the new and improved that we can lose track of the simplicity of what really matters. For example, have you ever considered all the different concepts of math? There's algebra, geometry, uh, trigonometry. Uh, there's many, many more uh, just different angles of math. But, but the reality is this, in actual life, we will never use any of them. For in all of my days, I have never used anything other than the basic fundamentals of math, adding, subtracting, multiplying, and dividing. Yes, in our modern day culture, many can get so engrossed in so many different philosophies or new ways of dealing with our problems, trying to cope with all the pressures of life, with the power of positive thoughts or some other type of reasoning that we can actually lose track of our very basic foundation in Christ or what our true calling is as believers. As you remember from our previous studies, Moses has met with God on Mount Sinai, not once, but twice for 40 days each. That's where God revealed his plan for Moses and the children of Israel. God carved out of stone, as you know, the Ten Commandments. He shared with Moses many principles for living, along with giving Moses a blueprint of the tabernacle that he wanted him to build, a sanctuary, you could say, a place to worship and sacrifice with God. It would be a meeting place that sinful people could actually meet with a holy God, a place where they could offer sacrifice for their sin, a place where broken people could come and find forgiveness and healing in their life. Yes, everything seemed to be great in paradise. That is, until Moses reached day 40 on his first trip up to the mountain with God. That's when God told Moses, well, hey, Mo, you better get back down the hill there because your people have corrupted themselves. Could you imagine getting 
news like that when you're in the middle of hanging out with God for 40 days. It's like when you're in this perfect time of worship, driving down the 405 freeway, listening to praise music, and out of nowhere, someone goes from the fast lane, crosses four lanes of traffic, trying to make an off-ramp that they just passed by. As everyone hits the brakes, causing almost a 10-car pileup. Yes, I go from loving pastor and praising the Lord to Let's just say thinking ungodly thoughts. Okay, use your imagination. It's when your vacation is interrupted with bad news. It's when you're on a date with your wife that you haven't had for a long time. And the babysitter calls you and lets you know that your five-year-old just set the kitchen on fire. Uh, Well, you know, again, you get the point of, you know, getting news that you don't want to get in the middle of a good time. Yes, but it's always a little worse when you're in a place of leisure on vacation or whatever and you get bad news. It's like you're thrust into a nightmare and you're hoping someone will wake you up only to realize you're already awake and facing reality. Well, as you know, the Bible said that the people sat down to eat and drink, but they rose up to play. And one thing for sure, they weren't playing go fish, that's for sure. As we have already looked at in much detail, they fell in the total perversion in their drunken party that led them to worshiping a golden cow. Now, how does a person go from seeing with their own eyes physically, physically seeing God dismantle the world governing empire of Egypt that held them in slavery? This nation that held them in slavery for their entire life because every single one of them had been born into slavery. Imagine that. It's all you've ever known your whole life. It's watching your parents sit around the dinner table. Oh, Lord, deliver us from this slavery. Please help us. Please work in our favor. It's like seeing that your entire life. Now you're the adult and now you're telling your kids, oh Lord, please help us, you know. I mean, maybe most of them had heard this so many times that they were just sick of hearing that prayer. How many of them had just accepted their plights? This is my reality. I'm just a slave. There's nothing I can do about it. There's nothing I can do to change it. But then one day, Just like any other day. You got up like you do every single day. But this day was a little bit different because some old dude shows up. This old man, he's like 80 years old. He's been tending sheep in the desert for 40 years. His skin probably looked like shoe leather. And he says, God has called me to come and set you free. They were probably thinking, yeah. That's nice. Yeah, I'll believe that when I see camels fly. Who knows what they were thinking? Well, after a rocky start, that old man named Moses, they were able to witness with their own eyes God doing miraculous works in and through him. And they literally watched God destroy, completely dismantle the world-governing empire of Egypt. Then, when it all looked too good to be true, as they were all set to go free as slaves and actually walked out of Egypt with all of the gold, with all of the jewels and all the riches of Egypt, because God said, I want you to clean them out of all their gold and silver and jewels, I guess God was saying, hey, 
I'm going to make up for some of those back wages that you didn't get paid for. So God made up for it. But that led them to being backed up to the Red Sea. Like, well, we can't cross this sea that's behind us here. Then Pharaoh, in the hardness and callousness of his heart, had a change of heart. And he pursued them with the entire Egyptian army to kill every, every single one of them. But then again, with their own eyes, they watched God split the Red Sea open. They walked across on dry land to the other side. The whole time they're walking across, because it didn't just take like five seconds. There's like three million of them. It took a while to get across. And the whole time they're getting across three million people. I mean, like how many hours does that take? Well, well, the whole time, God had a flame of fire holding back Pharaoh and all of his army. At that point, you're thinking like, okay, I got a fireball coming out of the sky holding me back from killing these people. Maybe that's a hint. I should just turn around and go home. But when you have a calloused heart, you don't see the obvious. When you're not walking with the Lord, you don't see the obvious. He's just sitting there like, I wish this fireball was out of my way so I could go kill these people. And then finally, when the last person crossed to the other side and the Red Sea was standing up on ends on both sides, like, isn't that like another hint? Like, the God that completely destroyed my country, the God that destroyed Egypt. I mean, this is the same God that just split an ocean in half and these people have walked across to the other side. And it's like, does that not compute with you? Like, maybe you should go home. You need a nap. You gotta go night-night. And you know, you need to have some food. Okay, but no, because again, when you don't have your eyes on the Lord, you don't see the obvious. You don't see what's happening. So then, of course, the people got to the other side. Then here comes Pharaoh. The fireball lifts. Here comes Pharaoh charging down. Well, we'll just go across just the same way they did. And when the entire army got in the midst of that Red Sea, God caused the waters to crash down on them. And every single one of them all drowned. They all died. Some people have said, well, that wasn't a miracle because the Red Sea at that time was only three inches deep. Like, what? No. It's like they're saying, yes, he didn't really split it. It's like, well, number one, God said they walked across on dry ground. So they didn't walk across on three inches of water. And number two, if it was three inches of water, how'd the entire army of the Egyptians drowned in three inches of water? So, you know, these people that are doubters, it's like, you know, what, what are you talking about? But anyway, the point is this. The people saw it. They worship God. They, they saw their biggest threat, their biggest enemy, their biggest problem drowned in the water, and they were completely set free. Yes, right in front of their eyes. I wonder if there are any in our midst today who are facing some kind of a battle. Maybe it's work-related. Maybe it's just surviving another day in the sunny city of Los Angeles where $6 a gallon gas just is everywhere you look. Yes, there are so many things that can cause hardship in our lives. There are so many things that can cause drama in our lives today. It's like, where do we even start? But let's not forget when we find ourselves at the very end of our rope, it's only the beginning of where God's strength begins. For there is nothing, no matter how big or how small, that could ever overwhelm God. I don't know if you know this or not, but God is not afraid of the dark. 
There is nothing that scares him. There's nothing that frightens him. There's nothing that startles him. There's nothing at all that can make God be moved. And for those of you that have somebody that's making your life miserable, listen to what God says to you. He says in Isaiah 51, 12, he says, I, even I, am he who comforts you. God's not saying, oh, I'm sending a Buddha doll to comfort you. I'm sending some little image that you can look to on the wall. No, he says, I am the one who comforts you. Who are you that you are afraid of a man who dies? Someone who is, their life is limited. Their heart can stop beating at any moment. Why are you afraid of them? And the son of man who is like grass, grass goes and then it fades that you have forgotten the Lord your maker who stretched out the heavens and laid the foundations of the earth that you fear continually all day long because of the fury of some oppressor as he makes really or makes ready to destroy. But where is the fury of the oppressor? How can he stand against me? God has conquered every nation he has ever done anything. Anyone who's come against Israel when Israel was walking with God, he just laid them to waste. Nothing can overcome the power of him who lives within us. He's just, why are you afraid of anybody? God asks, why? Why aren't you coming to me? Why are you allowing some mere individual, some family member to stir you up in your own heart? God said there in Isaiah 51, come to me and I will comfort you. Jesus said in Matthew 11, come unto me, all you that are heavy laden and broken, and I will give you rest. Understand, God can only invite us to his rest, listen, if we are willing to seek and receive his rest. God offers it to us, but are you willing to seek and receive his rest? He can say, I have rest for you. Yes, but I'm all anxious and I'm all beside myself and I really don't know what to do. Yeah, I can see that, but I have rest here for you. Yes, I know, but but this person, they're, they're causing me misery in my life. Yes, but I have rest for you. Come unto me, you that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Which leads to the obvious question. Is there anybody here today that needs the rest that only God can give? Because a vacation can give you leisure, but it can't give you rest. You can leave your problems for a week. You can charge it all on your credit card. But when you come back, all those issues are still there. Only God can give you rest from the issues. Well, as you know, Moses went back up to the mountain that he came down from during the you know, drunken cow rave. Uh, but he went up the second time. Uh, his face, when he came down, was glowing from being in the presence of God. But what was the message that Moses came down with the second time? It was get back to the fundamentals. There was no new message, like nothing had changed. Oh, you went and you fell away. You went and sinned. You went and had some drunken party with the golden cow. But it's like the message has not changed. The message has not changed for 3,500 years. The same message that Moses had the first time is the same message the second time. And it's the same message for us here today. And it was get back to the basics. It's time to rise up. It's time to build a tabernacle. 
so that we can have a place that we can meet in the presence of God, so we can worship the Lord, so that we can find repentance of our sin, and we can find forgiveness, because nobody can forgive. Only God can forgive. And this is the exact, again, same message today. Know this. We have to move forward. We can't stay in this, you know, pandemic mindset. There's the work of the Lord that is happening. There's a lot of broken and fractured people in the world. Today, as we continue in our study through the book of Exodus, we'll consider our first point, a stirred heart. As we read together, picking up in Exodus chapter 36, we'll start in verse 1. It says, Now Bezael and Aholiab of And every skillful person in whom the Lord has put skill and understanding to know how to perform all the work in the construction of the sanctuary shall perform in accordance with all that the Lord has commanded. Then Moses called Bezael and Aholiab and every skillful person in whom the Lord had put skill, everyone whose heart stirred him to come to the work and to performance. We'll stop there. Wow, that's a lot in those couple verses. Notice it says twice, once in verse one and again in verse two, that the Lord had put a skill and an understanding in the hearts of these workers. Now, grasp on to this. God picked these particular individuals, Bezael and Aholiab. Now, why did he pick these guys? Why didn't he pick Harry and Fred? Okay, why did he pick these two guys? Because God knew that they had willing hearts to serve him. God knew that. You wonder, some people ask, well, how come God never uses me? Well, maybe God knows you just like you know you. Maybe he'll stir your heart and you do nothing. And he'll stir your heart again, you do nothing. You stir your heart again, you do nothing. How many times have your heart just like, maybe I should say something here about the Lord. (laughs) I don't know what to say. (laughs) And you miss it. And it's like, and then it happens again. I think I should say something. Huh, yeah. And then you don't. And then after a while, the Lord doesn't stir your heart anymore. Why? Because you don't move when he stirs it. See, I wonder if God would pick us. Or does he know from our past opportunities that we only serve when it's convenient? We only serve if it's something that we want to do We only serve because there's nothing else to do anyway. Consider Bezael's name. It means in the shadow of God's protection. If we look all the way back into Exodus chapter 28, God had told Moses all the way back there that he would raise up people to carry out the very details of building the tabernacle. Now remember, Moses is up there for 40 days. There's massive details, okay? And I'm sure as God was sharing all of these details with Moses over that almost month and a half, don't you think that God knew that Moses was going to be completely overwhelmed? Like, oh, come on, swim in here. Like, okay, we got to do what now? We got to make little palm things and this and pomegranates and what? what, what? I mean, how is he going to remember all this? But Bezael, who was the son of Uri, who was the grandson of Hur, 
Okay, so he comes from pretty good background. Now, you remember her, right? Her was with Moses and Aaron as they stood on top of the hill as Amalek was attacking Israel. And we have Joshua down there fighting Amalek all the way back in Exodus chapter 17. And when Moses on the hill would raise up his arms, Israel would move forward and would start thrashing on Amalek. And they were winning the battle. But I mean, Moses is 80 years old. And I said, my arms are getting a little tired here. I didn't have my Wheaties this morning. They haven't been invented yet, okay? And so, you know, his arms are coming down. And so it was Aaron and her. Because every time Moses' arms would fall down, then Amalek would start getting the better of Israel. So I mean, we got to keep this guy's arms up. So Aaron and her stood on each side of Moses and propped his arms up so that Israel would continue to win. So Bezael was just like his grandfather, Hur. He was willing to serve the Lord in whatever it had to be done, even if it was just helping someone hold their arms up. You might think, well, that's kind of a worthless job. Is there any limelight on that? Can I brag? Hey, what did you do for the Lord? I helped hold an old guy, an old goat, his arm up. What was the glory in that? It was what God asked him to do. Do you really think it mattered if Moses' arms were up or down? God was just making a principle. I want his arms up, and I want servants to come alongside them to hold his arms up. And when they did, God said, I'm going to thrash these Amalekites. Are, Are we willing to do whatever task needs to be done to accomplish the work for the Lord? Well, because God knew Bezael was was able to have his heart stirred, you know, he made sure that Bezael would be able to accomplish everything that the Lord was asking him to do. Because God never asks us to do something that he will not enable us to do it. So God filled him, get this, with the Holy Spirit. I mean, this again, it was not very common in the Old Testament for anyone to be filled with the Holy Spirit of God. But God fills this blue-collar worker, you could say, a man who many might have passed by and wouldn't given him the time of day, but yet God picked him. Again, why did God pick this guy? Because God will always choose the man or the woman who will simply say, here I am, Lord, use me. That's who God picks doesn't matter what you look like doesn't matter your intelligence level doesn't matter what your bank account is god says i want to use those who are willing to be used that person who says look lord i'll just do whatever you want me to do but let me ask you if the lord urged you to serve in something that didn't have a limelight with it that weren't you weren't going to get a pat on the back but it'd just be in serving him would you would you serve Just know God only chose Bezael because he knew Bezael would say yes. So God raised him up. And what a blessing this was for this man of faithfulness. Because he's been given the direct connection with God now. Now the Holy Spirit will personally direct him on how to build every aspect of the tabernacle along with Aholiab and many of the other skilled workers. Now, back in chapter 31, we're told what the Holy Spirit would give to Bezael personally. Number one, he says, I'm going to give you wisdom. 
Number two, he says, I'm going to give you understanding on how to use that wisdom. Number three, I'm going to give you knowledge in all craftsmanship. I'm going to give you knowledge, wisdom, and understanding of how to mold gold, how to cut stone, how to cut wood. I'm going to give you the ability, the insight to do something that you don't know how to do. It's better than any YouTube video that you could watch. Consider what it all meant because you and me also have been given gifts of the Lord. You know, it tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7, talking about us because Every single New Testament believer has been filled with the Holy Spirit. So he's already inside of us, just waiting to be released, to move in our life. But he says in 1 Corinthians 12, 7, he says, But to each one, talking about us as believers today, is given the manifestation of the Spirit. Why? For the common good the common good of the church for other believers and for non-believers that come to Christ. Verse 8 of 1 Corinthians 12 says, For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, and another the word of knowledge according to the same Spirit. So when you get that tug on your heart that God's prompting you to do something, God will give you the ability to minister when you don't think that there's an opportunity there. Thanks for joining us for Core Truth Radio. You've been listening to pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn of Core Church Los Angeles. If you'd like to hear more messages by Pastor Steve, download the Core Church Los Angeles free app. Core Truth is sponsored by and is a listener-supported outreach of Core Church LA. If you've been blessed by this program, consider supporting our radio ministry by texting Core Church LA, all one word, to 77977. You can also get via our app and online at corechurchla.org. Or you can mail your support to P.O. Box 34789, Los Angeles, California, 90034. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.